Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome in to the Bowl Game Reaction Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Thank you, as always, for making the podcast a part of your day. I'm about to hit live on Periscope so we can do the double thing that you guys know that we do. And um, had to plug my computer charger in because it almost died on me uh, already. All right, so here we go. Uh, all out of sorts right now. That's okay. But we are going to go live right now. On Periscope. So, um, dual action here. Glad that you guys are with me reacting to Old Mrs. Bullwin over Indiana. And uh, I'm going to give everybody a second just to get in here as the Periscope goes live. Uh, two things. One, uh, let me send a tweet here just to get everybody in. Here we go. Um, okay. I'm trying this new ring light. I don't know if you guys like it. It's uh, it's like it's about this big, and you can attach it like you can clip it onto your devices and stuff. Vloggers use it, people like that. Um, I'm trying it out. I think it's a little too bright. Maybe if I lean back a, a little bit, like go to here, it's a little bit better. Um, I like it, though, and I think it makes this look better. I hope it does. So if I'm a little bit brighter, that's why. And two... You can't see him. He's eating goldfish. Ah, you can see him. Uh, my son is with me as well. So I'm on dad duty for the next couple of hours, but it was brought to my attention by some of you on Twitter that by the time I was going to start this, Ole Miss basketball tips off at about 5 o'clock, which was my initial um, idea to fire up the Periscope. So not going to do that. I If you hear him, I'm sorry. I, I gave him some goldfish. I hope that the goldfish is enough to tide him over. For the next 25 minutes or so while we do this, he's got plenty, probably far more than mom would want him to have. But um, so if you hear him, if he makes noise, I'm sorry. He gets really chatty usually when I'm doing stuff like this in this office, so I can't really record anything while he's around. So if you hear him, please forgive me. I'm on solo dad duty right now. Hope that it's okay. But here we are, talking Ole Miss's win over Indiana. 26-20 to is the final score in the Outback Bowl. Ole Miss finishes the season at 500, a 5-5 five and five record after beating number, this is number 7 Indiana. I thought they were number 11 uh, in the college football playoff committee, but the stat broadcast thing I'm looking at has them at number 7. I don't think uh, that they are. Uh, that's the South Carolina flag. I can't believe you can see that. Wow. I need to like rearrange my office a little bit. Didn't think you guys could see my flag collection I've got. But yeah, that's the South Carolina flag. It's where uh, I grew up. But anyway, uh, Ole Miss gets the win over Indiana. And um, first of all, it, it, there's a funny thing about bowl games. And I think it holds true for, for basically all of them. Unless you're in the playoff or anything like that, bowl games, generally speaking... I don't think losing bowl games is a big deal. I, I really don't. I don't think lo- if Ole Miss would have lost today, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. It's not a really big deal. Like you would rather win bowl games, but if you lose them, it's okay. Ole Miss was really shorthanded. Uh, their top three leading receivers, including one that should go in the first round, out their leading rusher, and I mean, a couple of 
guys on defense fell during the game at some point. So Ole Miss is really shorthanded. Losing today would not have been the end of the world. But it's a funny thing about bowl games. It's like winning them for some reason, it just feels different. You know, I mean, you're ending the season. You know, it's it's January 2nd. Ole Miss just beat the number 11 team in college football. And, I mean, the fan base was already so locked in and engaged on Lane Kiffin and, and what he's doing at Ole Miss. And he gets a contract extension today. More on that in a little bit, uh, which was expected, by the way. But he, he gets his new contract, and everybody was going to be bought in regardless of this outcome. But for some reason, winning this game the way they did, how short-handed they were, who Indiana was, uh, being a team that should have gone to the Big Ten cha- Championship, they probably should have been in an access bowl, felt disrespected for not being in that access bowl, a really motivated football team today. And Ole Miss uh, beat them. And for some reason, uh, it feels uh, just a little bit different um, winning this game going into this season uh, or going into the offseason. People say that bowl games don't matter. Um, I understand why. I I do. I don't like it because then you're saying that 99% of college football plays for nothing if bowl games are meaningless. But what happened today and and what it's going to turn into I think matters there's some real value in in winning this game today for Ole Miss I think it matters winning this game matters it means something it's the first time in five years the program has been to a bowl game and then to be shorthanded and beat an Indiana team like this now you go into the offseason you know you've got your quarterback you had a couple of wide receivers look good today that are coming back is John Rice Plumley the future slot I think if John Rice Plumley decides he wants to play in the slot, if he wants to do that, there's been a lot of talk about how he wants to play quarterback and, and that's where he wants to be. Well, if he changes his mind and decides that he wants to be a slot receiver, then he's got a future. And I'm not talking about being a good college player. I'm talking he's got the athleticism to play at the next level at that spot, not at quarterback. So if he wants to play professional football, you saw a couple of flashes today of where that can be done. So you've got your quarterback who threw for 342 today against one of the a great defense. Uh, again, number 11 team in the country. So you've got your quarterback locked up. You've got a couple of wide receivers that you should be excited about. You've got a running back room that you should be excited about. And then all of a sudden, your backup quarterback is finally playing the position he probably should have been playing all along. And as a complete win against a really good motivated team and an awesome way to cap off what is a really difficult year for everybody involved, but a season in which you Ole Miss fans, I've been saying for weeks now that I have not seen, I've been affiliated with the program in one way or another covering it, or I did go to school there um, for 10 years. This is year 11. And I have never seen or felt total fan commitment and buy-in like I do right now. I've never seen you fans engaged and excited about your team the way that you are, and this capped off a year that showed you flashes of what Ole Miss can be. Now, there are a couple of games, more than a couple, Auburn, Arkansas, and LSU, three games that they should have won, should have won, and they didn't. So this 5-5 and record should be 8-2, and but it's not. You did get to see flashes, though, of what 
Told you. He starts to get chatty when I'm in here. Um, but you saw flashes of it. And now you get to move forward with such great momentum after a really nice win over a really good team. And what else can be said about the defense? I asked a question on Twitter. I was a little hyperbolic. Uh, but seriously, that was the most complete performance from an Ole Miss defense since 2015? I mean, I know along the way the defense has played okay. There was a game in College Station not too long ago where Ole Miss defensively played well enough for them to win the game. But this was as complete of a performance from a defense that I've seen in a long time. And I know Jack Tuttle's not a great quarterback, and he was battling through an injury. But to hold Indiana to just 200 yards through the air when your secondary is playing guys that you've never heard of, um, a wide receiver is playing defensive back. Uh, Tyler Knight, who just needs to stay on that side of the ball. Forget offense. I know he did a very small amount of offense earlier this season. Forget it. He needs to play on defense. He is, uh, and I mean this with utmost respect, he's a poor man's Mike Hilton. Uh, Mike Hilton's an NFL player for a reason. But Tyler Knight does the same things well that Mike Hilton does being very undersized. He's in really good position. Um he, he has a nose for the football. Like I mean, how many turnovers has he caused in limited action? Uh, but to hold Indiana to 200 yards passing when you have what you're dealing with, and that's an Indiana offense. Different quarterback, everybody else is the same, that threw for 500 yards and five touchdowns at Ohio State. 500 yards and five touchdowns at Ohio State. Different quarterback, but the receivers were the same, and Ole Miss's secondary kept them relatively in check. There were very few times this game where Indiana had wide receivers running wide open. There were no busted coverages. They tackled pretty well in space. Uh, At times, even got pressure, which is something that they've really struggled to do this season. That was the most complete performance from an Ole Miss defense that I've seen in a very, very, very long time. And they deserve a ton of credit for that. Um, They're still talent depleted. There were a couple times where you saw some of the things that you've seen all year long with um, the fourth down play, for example, towards the end of the game where Ole Miss came out of a timeout with 12 men on the field. Um, There were times where their alignment, they had such a numbers disadvantage on one side of the field. Little things like that, they still did. But largely, uh, a really, really just complete performance from that defense when they absolutely had to have it. And uh, that's a really encouraging thing moving forward. Um, I I do expect some turnover there. I think that the two junior college defensive linemen um, that Ole Miss signed in this recruiting cycle are guys that are going to have to plug and play because I still, even with today's performance, think Ole Miss uh, needs that immediately on the defensive line. Um, You might see some different faces on next year's defense, but there were some guys today when when you... (laughs) What? Oh, he's out of... Oh, no. I don't have any more. Oh, no. He's out of goldfish. This this might get loud. Um, oh, shoot. He's out of goldfish. I, I gave him so many. Um, what a tank. I mean, he's, he's mine for sure. Um, but what a complete performance. And, and there were a handful of guys on that defense that you thought, um, you know, maybe there's some upside there, especially in the secondary. Otis Reese had an interception today. I think if he is uh, awarded his eligibility when he should have been awarded his eligibility, and that's before the season began, you can make an argument that Ole Miss wins at least one more game 
just with him on the field. Um, really encouraging day. Because that's an Indiana receiver group, like I said, that lit up Ohio State. And Ole Miss kept them in check. I don't care who the quarterback was. That's a big accomplishment for that defense. You knew they'd run out of gas late. There's only so much that you can ask uh, from a group that's as numbers depleted uh, as they were. You had uh, some holdouts also because of COVID uh, today as well. So really shorthanded, and they got the job done. Ole Miss won that game today because of their defense, and it's been a long time since you've been able to say that. Uh, Matt Corral was great. Uh, there was, I, I think, a couple of mistake throws that he got away with. Um, but the one thing I loved about the way he played today is after what he did in Baton Rouge with all those interceptions and forcing the football and things like that, um, he, he, was re- he was going through his progressions and he didn't force the football down the field except for a couple of deep balls uh, where he had one-on-one matchups and you expect Mingo or your receivers, it was mostly to Mingo, to kind of win those matchups. But um, a couple of late mistake throws to his checkoff. Other than that, he didn't force the football anywhere, just took what Indiana gave him, played a really nice game today without his top three targets. So um, there were a lot of people, I say a lot of people, um, there's a handful of people that crawled into my mentions on Twitter during the LSU game. They're silent today because that what you saw today That's who Matt Corral is. Ole Miss played 10 games this season. Two were a disaster. The rest of the season, Matt Corral played at a high elite level. And today, yet again, against the number 11 team in the country whose calling card is their responsible, uh, mistake-free, turnover-prone defense. And he kept everything in front of him. He didn't force the football anywhere. He didn't make any mistakes, at least none that he was punished for. He played a complete game today, and he was awesome. I hope that's not going to bug you. He's uh, touching one of his uh, – he's just crazy. He's um, – so he's 14 months. So uh, he is crazy now for sure. But – Uh, What a game from Matt Corral. What a bounce back from what happened in Baton Rouge to today. Just uh, an incredible difference uh, between those two players. And it just shows you that he's willing to learn. Uh, This is what I talked about after Arkansas and what I talked about after LSU. You've got to give him a chance to learn. He's still a young quarterback that's still trying to figure himself and everything out. He had a horrible game, and look at how he responded. He brought the energy. He was throwing blocks out there. I mean, he just he plays hard as can be. He's just he's just a, a tough kid that plays hard. And today he played smart, and that is why he had 342 passing yards today and two touchdowns with no interceptions. There it is. I mean. He's got that ability. He did it eight times this season. Well, I'd say seven and a half. He played well enough at Auburn or against Auburn to win. Um, seven games out of ten at an elite level. One game played well enough to win and two disasters. He's got another full off season, hopefully a little bit more regular. Uh, there's a chance now for them to get the wide receivers that are not Elijah Moore and Kenny Eboa to start getting comfortable being the guy I mean, you saw Drummond today with a couple of big plays. Um, there's a real chance uh, that he is in the Heisman conversation next year. I think there's no doubt that he'll be in the Heisman conversation next year as long as he eliminates 
those two disaster games because Matt Corral's ability is what you saw today. And it's a high-level quarterback for sure. Um, the offensive line was better today than they were in Baton Rouge. Um, there were still some protection breakdowns and, and a couple of tackles for loss. Let me see the uh, the final uh, numbers here. Indiana had four tackles for loss in the game. So it wasn't perfect, but it was better uh, than what you saw in Baton Rouge from Ole Miss on the offensive line. Um, they ran the football pretty well. Uh, Henry Parrish, I liked a lot of what I saw from him. Uh, Snoop Connor, I, I don't know why he doesn't get the carries that he does. Uh, there's talk that uh, maybe he'll be gone. I don't know. Um, I think he's a, a hard runner, and um, it would hurt if he did uh, go somewhere else, but much better from the offensive line. Uh, John Rice Plumley, like I said before, uh, but it just it bears repeating. John Rice Plumley, if he decides that he doesn't exactly care about playing quarterback anymore, if he if he decides you okay, um, if he decides he doesn't want to play quarterback anymore, and that he just wants to play football, he's got a professional future, in my opinion, playing slot because you saw it today. And you saw it last year in spurts. When he has the football in space, he is explosive. His 0-60 to 60 is incredible. Um, his future is not at quarterback. He is not a high-level quarterback. And that's okay. If he wants to play quarterback, it's not going to be at Ole Miss. But if he just wants to be a football player, and he, he moves to the slot in that offense, he can be a star. And with that athletic ability, he can play in the NFL. If he spent this offseason playing baseball and working on route running and hands, he could be a star. And he showed you today exactly why. I mean, those clutch catches uh, on the game-winning touchdown drive in traffic, one of them. I mean, his numbers today, so he had five catches for 73 yards on six targets. So he had that one uh, pretty uh, significant drop uh, early in the game, and after that caught everything. Uh, but that slant on the uh, the final drive, um, forget the long run, which, I mean, that was great, but catching the ball in traffic the way he did with a man draped over his back, if he can do that consistently, he can be a star. So I assume there's going to have to be some conversations that are had uh, between now and next season, what he wants to do. If he wants to play quarterback, it's not going to be there. But if he wants to play football, a move to the slot makes him a professional prospect in football. And I don't know what his baseball skills are like, but I know that uh, it's the, the path to professional football is much faster than it is professional baseball. And I, I've got a dear friend, my best friend, who played minor league baseball, and that life sucks. And he spent years doing it and was a good player and didn't make it to the bigs. And that life sucks. It is hard. If you get drafted in the NFL... You're in the NFL. There's no minor league system. There's no long bus rides through Mesa, Arizona, or whatever on a bus that was built in 1977. Like, none of that's going to happen. You don't have to share a three-bedroom apartment with seven guys just to make sure that you can pay all of your bills this month. Um, if he wants a future in professional sports and he wants that to be football, you learn today that it can be football for sure. Um I liked what I saw from Dontario Drummond, Casey Kelly also. <clears throat> I think uh, 
Uh, he can be a reliable secondary option at tight end. I know Ole Miss signed a, a really good one uh, in recruiting. I expect him to probably play early, basically right away. But Casey Kelly's a nice option there at tight end. Catches the football. Um, seems to be a pretty good blocker. Um, uh, still, I, I mean, in part, he didn't get you know the most accurate passes thrown to him. But uh, Mingo... Um, had a couple chances on deep balls and either couldn't come up with it or the ball was overthrown a little bit. Hey, bud. Hey, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so a little disappointed there. But I like what Ole Miss has left behind uh, for the most part. I mean, there's no Elijah Moore in this group yet. Um, I like what they've brought in. The group of wide receivers coming in and recruiting is good. But today was a very good positive. Uh, I think you can take a lot away from... Even though there were a lot of drops early, but the way they responded late in the game, catching the football, making the right plays, um, it was a nice day uh, for the the group of wide receivers at Ole Miss plus uh, John Rice Plumley. Hey, buddy. Hey, it's okay. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. He's getting impatient. Um, field goal kicking. Oh, my goodness, field goal kicking. At least um, you have uh, an elite-level... High school prospect kicker coming in. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, bud. Hey. Hey, what's this? What's this? Oh, my goodness. What is this? What did you get on your shirt? What happened to his shirt? He's got a sippy cup over there. <laughs> He's covered in water. Um, my gosh, the field goal kicking. I mean, luckily, there's an elite level uh, high school kicker coming in. Uh, for Ole Miss, because they need it. Uh, I mean, leaving seven points on the board today, missing an extra point, missing a, an easy field goal, what should have been an easy field goal, um, it just, <laughs> he sees himself now. Um, it, it's not like those were difficult kicks, but that's been the problem for two years now for Ole Miss, and um, I, I don't mean, I feel so bad for being so hard on a college kid that I'm sure works hard and, and seems like a really nice kid, um, I think a lot of it was in his head. That was gross. I feel like a lot of it was in his head uh, at this point because there's no way he can't make extra points. Uh, there's no way. It's just it's in his head. He's missing kicks. Put your tongue in your mouth, Michael Jordan. Um, he's uh, it's it's. I feel bad for him. Honestly, that that's got to be so hard. Uh, he he looks like he has no confidence uh, whatsoever. Um, and he almost let his team down today, and that's that's a sinking feeling that it, it just if you've just been in that situation, okay, buddy, all right, I'm gonna put you down, okay, go play, go play. Here's a remote. Here's a remote. You love those. Here you go. Uh, that's got to be tough. I, I feel terrible for him. I, I do. I know that's uh, people are frustrated, and they should be because you shouldn't have a kicker that's that bad. But I feel awful for the kid, and I, I I'm also relieved for him as well. Uh, because his team didn't lose. And if they did, that's something that you really could have pointed to. What um, was seven points, two missed field goals and a missed extra point um, left off the board, and that would have been the difference in the game. So I have a feeling he's breathing a deep sigh of relief today, and um, I'm happy for him that uh, his last game of his career is not that. Um because that would have just been horrible. So, uh, good that Ole Miss was able to pull that out. Uh, Lane Kiffin was given a contract extension today. Uh-oh. Uh, Lane, he was given a contract extension today. That's uh, That's been in the works for a while. Have not seen the details yet. 
I imagine the money's pretty significant. I know the assistant salary pool is about to go up. And most importantly, uh, a facilities project. Uh, Keith Carter talked about it on our radio show a few months ago, actually teased it. Um, uh, we're told that it's going to be really substantial, um, a couple hundred million dollars plus, and it's going to address uh, Ole Miss's lacking football facilities because if you can believe it, they're behind uh, locker room, player amenities, stuff like that. Um, uh, even baseball, there's going to be some things that are done to Swayze. Uh, facilities project everywhere. I mean, it's across the board, uh, but most importantly, your football facility is set to uh, uh, get a significant upgrade in the very near future. That is uh, clearly something that Lane Kiffin uh, finds value in, thinks it's important. That was part of the, ne- the conversations with this contract extension uh, as Ole Miss has to commit to football. And Keith Carter's doing just that. Um, So with that contract extension announcement today, um, we don't know the details yet. We'll see uh, exactly what they are uh, not long from now. He is a a public employee, so we'll get the contract details soon enough. But um, the more exciting thing for you is the facilities project that's going to get announced here in a few months uh, during baseball season sometime, Um, mostly depending on how the next few months of COVID goes, would be my guess. Um, if we're still in this situation, then it may not get announced right away. But uh, if things are starting to look better, capital campaign gets announced, you get all the nice renderings, and everybody donates money, and it's all all well and good. Uh, if I were them, I would parlay that around spring practice, but that's just uh, that's just me. But significant facilities upgrade, they need it. Kiffin values that. If Ole Miss wants to take the next step as a program... If they if they want to do that, then they need to act like it. And what Keith Carter is going to to announce in the spring is acting like a big time program. I'm excited for you guys to see it. We've heard really good things uh, about all the additions and stuff that they're going to do, all the the project and everything. Um, apparently, it's going to look great. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for you to see it because it should be awesome. So uh, we will see. All right, so I saw a bunch of your comments. I didn't get a chance to read them because I'm trying to make sure that he's okay. So uh, I'll get to those now. And if you got any more, uh, I'd love to read them. And then, um, and then I'm going to go ahead and hang it up. So um, Keith Carter for the win, great day for him. Yeah, Chuck, you're not kidding. Uh, I mean, just uh, getting Kiffin to agree to that extension the day Texas comes open. Um, it's going to be a pretty substantial raise, but winning that bowl game, <laughs> do you guys hear him? <laughs> um, winning that bowl game, uh, the day you announce that Kiffin gets a contract extension. And then I believe on the pregame show, uh, Keith Carter talked about, uh, the facilities project. So really big day for him. Validation, really James. Hey buddy. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, validation for the decision to fire Matt Luke and hire Lane Kiffin. Today was validation for sure. Uh, where's that D-line been all year? Um, it needs to get better still. Uh, but Sam Williams played very well today. They couldn't block him. Uh, they could not block him at all. They dialed up some pressure. It worked sometimes, but James, hey, buddy. Hey, 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 hey. It's okay. Deep breath. Hey, James. Good job. There we go. Okay, we're working on that. Um, Chuck says, Borky's the man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, when do we start bragging about 41 Warriors? 
Hey, uh, Ole Miss is playing. If if Ole Miss is playing more scholarship players than Mississippi State right now, it's not by a whole lot. Um, hey, buddy. Hey, 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 hey. Deep breath. Yeah. See, see. It works sometimes. Um, Tyler Knight played his rear end off. Yes, sir, he did. Uh, I mean, he's just he's just a football player, and he's he's too small. Probably not fast enough. Um, but it doesn't matter because he, he is in position, he makes plays, and he plays hard as hell. Um, I admire him. It, the way he plays is, is impressive for sure. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry, guys. I know if you're listening on the podcast especially, it's, uh, it really picks him up well. So I'm sorry. I just I had no other option here. Um, is Ole Miss an eight- or nine-win team next season? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the over-under in Vegas will probably be seven and a half would, would be my guess. Seven and a half. I think that's fair. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think so. That should be the expectation going into uh, to next season, uh, especially opening the season with uh, Louisville, a team that I think that Ole Miss can beat. Uh, the rest of the non-conference slate's pretty easy. Uh, I think they can. Got to get better on defense, though. And, um, I mean, you get Ely back. We'll see what they do with Plumley. I think you should convince him to stay and play in the slot. Um, Ontario Drummond returns. I like those freshmen. So there's a real chance uh, that that's an eight-win football team next year for sure. That would be the next step uh, in the progression and program development. So, all right. He has worn out his patience. I appreciate all of you for listening and watching and being understanding and patient with me. I was going to do this at 5, but Ole Miss basketball starts at 5, and I know a lot of you guys are going to uh, turn your attention to that. So thank you uh, for listening and tuning in uh, all season. I might do some of the, depending on how basketball goes, uh, I might do these um, after big basketball games, but they've got to actually play in big basketball games for that to be a thing. Hey, buddy. Hey, 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 hey. Um, for it to be a thing that I can do. So uh, we will see. Listen to me tomorrow morning, uh, Sports Sunday, 8 to 10 a.m. No baby will be there. Not one baby will be on the radio from 8 to 10 tomorrow morning. Uh, Supertalktv.com is the best way to listen. None of you are via radio at that time. Um, so uh, listen to me then. 8 to 10 tomorrow morning, supertalktv.com or on your local station, but you may not get it depending on where you are. So listen to me then. Thank you so much uh, for, for watching and tuning in, and I'm going to go take care of this, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.